Hello and welcome to the FSU Conversation. During our regular segments, we will highlight FSU school communication, its students, alumni, and happenings in the industry. I'm your host, Austin Recart, and I'm a senior majoring in public relations and also a director's ambassador for the school communication. Today, we will focus on the topic of professional standards and what it takes to be successful in the communications industry with special guest Deirdre Breckenridge. Deirdre has been in the PR and marketing industry for over 25 years, helping senior executives in mid-sized to large organizations communicate to their stakeholders. Throughout the authorship of multiple communications industry-related books, speaking on topics of marketing, PR, branding, and social media, and teaching these same subjects on the college level, Deirdre has so much to offer, not only in the industry of communication, but to our listeners today. So let's jump right in. Deirdre, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Austin. It's great to be with you. We're so lucky to have you today. So I know my brief intro doesn't really even scratch the surface of your past and current achievements. Would you mind giving our listeners some more information about who you are, what you do, and what you believe the keys to your success have been? Sure. Well, I thought you gave a great introduction, so thank you for that. Uh, I am a storyteller at heart. I am an educator, communications strategist. And I have been helping brands and professionals for, I'd say about 30 years now to ignite their communication, to lead pressing conversations in the market, and to really create greater impact with the the groups that they serve. And I guess you could say I have used different tools and media. I've always had a passion for media. So whether I'm a, a traditional book author, I'm a LinkedIn learning video instructor. I'm a podcaster. I believe that there are so many incredible channels to be able to share and to educate, and that's what I've been doing. So when you came out of college and joined the workforce, what surprised you the most about real life in the industry that college maybe didn't prepare you for? What's interesting is that when I was in college, I I do feel like I was prepared in the sense of some of the activities that went along with public relations, but I didn't realize I would dive in so quickly. And I started working for a small agency and I could not believe how much they involved me in everything that they were doing. So I I really started as an intern and then took a job as an an account executive in New York City for a small agency. And I'll never forget, I just raised my hand once. They were a little shorthanded, And I said, oh, I'll do that. And from that point forward, I was sitting in meetings with the senior VP of the office and with clients. I was pitching the media directly. I was still an intern. And I interned with them for at least two summers. It was my second summer. I was pitching the media, major outlets. Now, at the time, granted, we were faxing news releases and and calling you know, our journalists from the list that we created on typewriters. Uh, but I actually did a media tour. They asked me if I would go around with a client in New York City and take him from outlet to outlet and you know, spend the day with him. I was the intern. <laughs> so I guess I was a little surprised 
and how much responsibility and how much they trusted me. I figured it would take, oh, a good five years to get to that point, but I raised my hand and I think that made a difference. That seems to be a common theme between every single guest we've had on this podcast so far is just getting out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in those situations where you might not know what you're doing, but you'll learn. And, and that makes you so much more of an asset to not only your company, but to other companies as well. You really grow your portfolio the best that way, because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're not going to learn anything new. So No, and you have to story. realize that it's okay to make mistakes you know, I, I definitely had some stumbles along the way, but when you own up to them, when you're accountable, somebody else will step in and help you and show you the way. And then you don't make that same mistake again. Right, exactly. So I've noticed you've advocated for a specific approach to communication, which you call the feel model. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so feel is actually an acronym and an approach that comes out of a study that I did for over a year. FEEL stands for face fears, engage with empathy, use ethics and good judgment, and unleash your love. And when you do that through your communication channels, you have a better opportunity to truly engage with somebody. It's almost emotion, it's, it's more than just emotional intelligence, but when you bring emotional intelligence and ethics and this openness and uh, diversity into communication, you really have an opportunity rather than having a one-off engagement, a one-time transaction to deepen a relationship. And that's how you get to advocacy and loyalty and the true impact that we want from the groups that we reach and the, and the people who need to hear from us. That sounds like a fantastic program. Who is it more designed for? Is it more designed for CEOs or leaders of companies or can the everyday employee join in that program as well? So that's interesting because the actual research study um, came out of a, a very sad family tragedy. Uh, we lost our daughter, my stepdaughter, Noelle, two years ago. As I'm so sorry. September, and she was 24 years old, a millennial. And when this happened, I stepped back and I really wanted to understand what millennials were thinking and feeling. And I set out to speak with as many millennials as I could. And I didn't know it was going to turn into a research, you know, a study that I would pull data and have other people understand how to communicate to millennials. So a few things happened. I learned very quickly that millennials want uh, the people around them, their business leaders, their mentors, the, the, the people they talk to on social media, in their companies, to face fears, have the empathy, the ethics, and the love, meet their, their passion. But then what I also found out is that feel is certainly not just about millennials. Because there's five generations in the workplace, as of 2025, there will be five generations. Everybody has to feel, and feel is sort of bridging that gap between generations to have a better understanding of one another and to be able to work more closely. So anybody can really use feel as an approach to feel first and then to understand how others feel, and that's how you get to a relationship. Well, that sounds like such a fantastic program. I know at least I'm going to check that out for myself, and I'm sure some of our listeners will as well. Thank you. There's a test online. So just for you and your listeners, uh, anybody can take the test. 
It's a 32 question test. They can go to feelfirsttest.com and you're actually evaluated, scored in each part of the feel model. So the test will ask you questions around stepping out of your comfort zone, facing fears. It's gonna ask questions about, you know, how empathetic you are, uh, how ethical you are, how much love and energy you show. And then depending on how you're scored, you actually get exercises to boost your level of feel so that you can use that and communicate through your channels. I actually really like that approach. I know there's a lot of tests that are similar to that where they'll tell you how empathetic you are and everything like that, but they don't provide you with anything more after the test that can help you work on those areas that maybe you're lacking in. So such a great idea. Thank you. I know I touched on it in my intro a little bit, but you've also written a few books as well focused on the field of communications. Which of them was your favorite to write and what can readers expect to learn from each of your books? So readers can always expect to step out of their comfort zones, but the one that I love has not come out yet. I just put it into production with Routledge, who is my publisher, and it will be a a professional facing book, but also I think that students are going to want to have this or professors in the classroom. It's called Answers for Ethical Marketers. And right now, it is so important that we all embrace ethics and values and understand how to align personal values with company values and trouble spots and what public relations professionals and marketers need to look out for. And then also to raise awareness and get more champions as ethical marketers within their organizations. So this book will be out in April of 2021 and I'm really excited about it. It's a Q&A and it has so many different thought leaders in it. So you're learning through my experience as well as some really powerful thought leaders in the industry. And that's the best way to do it is getting that diverse perspective because nobody knows everything. And so I'm very excited about this book. I'm probably going to pick up a copy for myself. Sounds great. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And it's one of those books similar to my last book, Answers for Modern Communicators. It's a communication, it's a, it's a starter. So in other words, I'm asked a question, I can certainly answer it, but when you use it in the classroom, it's a way for students to share their experience, to question further, for their professors to chime in. And we always wanna be asking and answering questions. And that's why I continue with this sort of answer series that I'm doing through Routledge. Exactly. And I've found that the classes that I've learned the most in have been those that my professor has engaged me and the rest of the class extremely well. And it's, it's more of a conversation, not just a one-sided affair. So Absolutely. couldn't agree more on that. Something I like to touch on in every segment is the topic of lifelong learning. Where or who do you turn to to continue your commitment to lifelong learning? Well, I started a podcast called Women Worldwide. And I didn't realize it, but this network of women. So we just did our 300th episode. It was started because I wanted women to always have a platform and a voice to share their stories, to be an inspiration, to motivate others, and to help with challenges because everybody has challenges. And what it ended up being was an incredible learning opportunity for me. Every single guest who comes on the show, I learn something from the women, and as I said, men too. And then uh, I started a a mastermind group with some of the women guests who are on my show. And that is really the network that I turn to 
when I want to learn and when I have questions or I need help. And no matter how advanced you are in your career, you always want to surround yourself with people who are able to help <laughs> and you should be able to ask for help. So that's how I'm learning through my, my network. Right. And I touched on this in a, in a previous segment. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably not in the right room because you're just not going to gain anything new. And, and like you said, this, at least for my podcast experience, I couldn't agree more with what you said. I've learned so much from each one of my guests that have come on. And I believe that you learn more from a conversation with someone than you do if you're just going through and, and reading online because it's, it's more personal that way. And it makes it, you have a, a visual of the person that you're speaking to and you had a good conversation with them. And I think that that just sticks more. So that's such great advice. In the unprecedented times in which we find ourselves, many soon-to-be graduates are preparing to enter the workforce. What advice would you give to one of these students? So I would say always be curious. You want to ask a lot of questions. Curiosity is a sign of leadership. When you're receiving answers and different perspectives, listen. Listen closely, actively listen, which means you are present, you are aware, you're not paying attention to anything externally, you're listening with your body, <laughs> you're listening with your mind. Um, and then, we talked about this, you're really stepping out of your comfort zone all of the time. And I think you're able to do this when you believe in yourself. And I would say to you and anyone listening, that if you are looking for validation externally, that is not the place to start. I mean, there will always be plenty of opinions and people around you who want to offer opinions to you. But if you don't believe in yourself, then you won't pull the, you know, move forward and take that extra step. So I would always look inward rather than outward. I would rather clear all the chatter and the unnecessary. And when you focus in your inward, you find the strength to do anything that you set your mind to. And believe me, I feel for myself and so many of the other professionals who I speak with that we've uh, done things that we never imagined. And I think that you and any of your classmates and students can, can do the same thing. That's such fantastic advice. I'm really going to take that to heart as I'm in that situation as well, being a student that's going to be going into the workforce very soon. And you're right, like you said, jumping out of your comfort zone, but yet looking into yourself and being satisfied with what you're doing, not satisfied, but you know you're going to be making improvements along the way, but being satisfied with where you're at at the time and looking back on everything that you did, it's so crucial. You because just if you said can't something really important. It's just knowing that you're you're at the right place at the right time. You're moving in a good direction. And as you continue to believe in yourself, you will continue to advance. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Deirdre, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today and lending us some of your expertise and all these exciting topics. You were a fantastic guest. Oh, thank you. And you were a wonderful host. Well, thank you so much. All right, everyone. This segment is about to come to a close. As always, make sure you follow at FSUcom on Twitter and FSU Communication on Instagram for more information on future podcast segments and everything else the School of Communication has to offer. Also, be sure to check out all of Deirdre's past and current endeavors on her website, DeirdreBreckenridge.com. So, until next time, from all of us here at FSU School of Communication, and be sure to always remember to keep the conversation rolling.